You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Welcome to Quantum Leap Book Club. During the next hour, beloved mind scientist Parisha and her guests from around the world will read and discuss various best-selling books with well-known authors. Every show will apply retention techniques designed to help you to absorb powerful knowledge to effectively change your life. Join us every week for a thought-provoking hour and re-listen as often as you can. You will be delighted by what you learn and you will be excited by the results. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Here's Parisha. Greetings. This is Quantum Leap Book Club. I'm your host, Parisha, and my co-hosts this week have been joined by two wonderful, exciting gentlemen, Tim Jones and Steve Jones, who are totally unrelated, okay? So not brothers or cousins or whatever. And my usual co-hosts are Joyce Mollenhauer. We have two of our, our lovely ladies from Australia, Marianne Love and Geraldine Dobby-Ball. We have Maria Jacques from Miami, Florida, and we have Trina Cooper from around the Denver area. So we have quite a house full of good choices and good conversationalists this week. We're actually going to talk about the elements that are in the book, Mind and Matter into Feeling. If you've read Fred Allen Wolf's first book, Mind into Matter, you will want to follow up with that with Matter into Feeling. Okay, Dr. Wolf and I have been friends for a number of years. I've not really had contact with Fred for maybe five years now, but he is an extraordinary man. And actually, he he cannot have a conversation that is not a teaching session. Okay, it's just really lovely to be with and I admire his work. He's very clear and to the point to what he actually has to make. I love that he uses the symbols of Judaism because each one of those symbols are an altar. It's called a glyph. And in the glyphs, they actually contain various motions. Um, we one time, at least a good 15 years ago, we took each one of these glyphs and run them through computer programs. And each one of the glyphs actually form a mandala. And then the mandala takes different shapes. Like um, uh, they, they're very, we also compared them to the Fibonacci uh, numbers in mathematics. And in, in the different shapes that they took, they were they looked like they were definitely uh, measured to the Fibonacci. So they looked very much abstract as well. But each one of the symbols that actually he has chosen and the particulars he's used here is very, very definitely aligned with what he's teaching as well with it, okay? So you want to pay attention to the beginning of each chapter. And I'm going to ask uh, at this point, would you, uh, uh, let's see who we got here. Okay, let's look and have Trina. Trina, would you please read the symbol that we have for our chapter this week, which is chapter three, the wave of feeling? Absolutely. Chapter three is about Gimel to Lamed. And so we're taking it from a three to a 30, increasing the energy in it. Gimel represents movement, the motion of all bayats, matter, containing Aleph, which is spirit. In order for movement to exist, space-time is necessary. So Gimel may be viewed as the primary seed of space-time. Gimel transforms into Lamed each time we take a step, have a new idea, or set anything into motion. 
While Gimel represents the urge to move, primal and unconscious, Lamed represents an organic whole motion, the slithering of a snake, the flow of a dancer, the ballet-like grace of a wide receiver catching a football. These movements arise when Gimel transforms into Lamed. And key to this transformation is feeling. Everything alive feels. Wow, I get goosebumps when I hear that, don't you? So at this point, uh, Trina, can you actually start with sharing what you got out of chapter three? Okay, um, so we're basically putting motion to things and creating a feeling in chapter three. And on page 53, there's um, major objective elements that he talks about that are out there, which are basically the elements of fire, earth, water, and air. Now, each one of these is a combination of um, two different characters. Fire is hot and dry. Earth is dry and cold. Water is cold and moist. And air is moist and hot. So in order to um, transform each of these, we have to take we have to make a state change, basically. So if we want to take fire and move it into earth, where fire and earth are both dry elements, and you can look at the little chart on page 54 in your book, I suggest everybody get their book. What you're going to want to do is take fire, which is hot and dry, and add more cold to it, cool it off so it becomes earth. An example in there was um, creating um, ice or Oh, no, that was from water to earth. But fire to earth is like you cool it down a bit so that it, it becomes dry and cold. Now, the nature of these transformations are um, is that they all occur in stages where one you have to move from one to the other by changing the, the pieces or the, the um, constants or the elements that are involved with them, such as hot and dry, dry and cold, cold and moist. Now, when we move in here, those are all the objective, they're outside. When we move in here, we're dealing with thought, we're dealing with sensation, we're dealing with feelings and intuition. Thought aligns with fire. Again, there's another graph on page 59. Thought aligns with fire. Sensation aligns with earth. Feeling aligns with water and intuition aligns with air. Again, each one of these involves two components, time and space or motion and energy. And as we look at this, when we talk about as without, so within, the movements again, the transformations again, are actually changing from let's say thought to sensation, they both have the element of space, but thought moving to sensation changes time into energy. So that's an interesting way of looking at the way we begin to change inside. Um, one thing I definitely wanna highlight with um, my talk because there's always constants and variables here. There's two cycles. We can move one way around this to change. We can move another way around this to change. And some of the other co-hosts, I'm sure, will touch on more of that. But the page I really want to highlight today is page 63, which is changing an intuition into a feeling. 
Intuition involves the awareness of time and movement. It, we sense a movement in the future. We can sense that something's going to happen. And a description in this book is like being a football player. You can literally sense what you need to do. You know when you get the ball hiked to you, if you're the quarterback, that you need to do a certain play, that you need to move. But the only way the play is going to happen is if some energies put into it, some movements put into it. So intuition to feeling always involves emotion, but the time we move from just sort of being in a time place to actually adding energy to it so that it becomes a feeling. And that creates an action so that the person catching the ball actually is available. You can also reverse this by taking um, in uh, a feeling and changing it back into more of an intuition where you have a feeling, there's emotion involved, but you can also move it back into it, intuition by removing the energy in and just spending time, spending some space and time. So just following up at the end of this, this is really about transforming ourselves. It's really about being able to move through the elements and that are both objective and subjective outside of us and inside of us. I'm trying to make sure that you don't get over road here with my chimes. Very good point. And, and actually for the rest of our particular reviews that we'll do here, we really wanna make the point that as out, outside is inside, that there are no really walls. Our body and our skin is not something that separates us from the elements. So please follow along with that. And I hope that you have bought the book, Inner, The Matter Into Energy, Into Feeling, because you are going to have to know that as you progress along in your spiritual awareness. So we're going to let Joyce Mullenhauer now actually come and share her particular perspectives on Chapter 3. Sure. I'm excited about how I am finding, after a fair amount of time studying this material, how it relates to how I live. And I just want to start off quickly saying, I decided today to stand outside in the rain. And I, I recognized that this is my ex a chance to experience the elements. I experienced the cold of the, of the wet. I experienced the electrifying of the wind, which was the fire. And I know if I had spent more time out there, there would have been more understanding gained. But I definitely encourage people to live this because when I first was exposed to Dr. Wolf in this chapter, I really couldn't make full sense of it. I couldn't understand, well, how am I going to use this? Well, there's lots of ways to use it. And these particular pages that we're looking at with the three, with the two important charts of the elements and then of the thought and thought, sensation, feeling, and intuition. They're related. I, and the outer and the inner worlds are what we need to really get a feeling about because there's there's unity there, there's connection there. And they aren't something separate from us. And there's something that we, uh, our physical being is part of all of that. So the charts that we're definitely looking at uh, on fire, earth, water, air, tell us the objective. And the title of this book, Matter into Feeling, matter is objective, feeling is subjective. So the all of these objective elements have subjective qualities. And I think it's really important to look at them 
dry, cold, moist, and hot. They're all subjective. There's something that we feel. Then we move to the chart that talks about the in here elements, which are thought, sensation, feeling, and intuition. And, and those are the subjective parts. The objective parts are time, space, energy, and motion. So this is kind of basic to these pages that we're sharing with you today. And they definitely relate to our own life experiences. And I encourage all of us to look and ask the question, how can I use this? Very good. Very good choice. I think, well, Maria, you're up next to give your review. But uh, let's let's make sure that we're defining subjective and objective uh, just to make sure that our listeners are understanding that we're we're talking about opposites. We're actually looking at uh, the opposites of inner and outer. Okay, so Mar uh, Maria, could you please like define for us subjective and objective before you start your presentation? That would be great. Well, objective is is more the out there material. Okay, the subjective is more the inner. Okay, so. Um, I have to say, when I read this chapter, it was, I mean, I had to read it three times. But for me, the experience of reading and getting into this chapter was one of those experiences where, you know, I feel like my mind is exploding. Because he's, pre he's presenting and it is about that subjective and out there. And he's presenting the concepts of the objective being out there as the elements and what really helped me and 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 I encourage listeners you really do need the charts because what really helped me was to make copies of the two diagrams on page 54 and 59 which are figure 3.1 and figure 3.2 because that's where he compares the objective which is out there the elements and then he relates it to the subjective, which is the feelings. And I have never approached feelings in relation to the elements like he's presenting in this chapter. I mean, this chapter is one of those chapters that probably should be read like a lot more than just three times than I did, because there's so much he is really presenting here about how how to use how how Trina had expressed about changing you know um water or air to water and, and and the transformation of those elements he goes into really explaining how we utilize these transformations with our subjective world which is the inner world of feelings and thoughts and for me this was a really really powerful way is it just added another kind of layer to working with emotions and feelings that was beyond my understanding previously to this. And in the section that I'm, I want, want to cover is about the subjective transformations. And this is where I, I say that having the two diagrams, I'm, very, I'm a very visual person. So for me, it really helped to have these two diagrams side by side so I could see how they correlate. And so, you know, when he talks about, you know, the four um, cycles of subjective transformation, which are the feelings. So when he talks about 
you have to kind of look at the diagrams. So he talks about based on the air water transformation. And, and one of the points that he made in the book was that there is a purpose to how in these diagrams, each element and each subjective, either feeling, thought, intuition, or sensation are placed because they all correlate to each other. So based on the water and air transformation, you're changing an intuition to a feeling. But one of the things that that changes here is that there are cer certain elements or qualities that remain constant and it's reverse and he kind of goes into greater detail in that in the in the further uh in the chapter which can be really really in depth but just to cover what the basic of what i am covering which is the subjective then he goes on to sensation and if you look at sensation then it's based on fire and earth transformation so if you correlate and if you're looking it's you know, there's certain positions that remain constant. And again, you know, that that kind of deals with with um, sensation, it's position that remains constant with um, feeling its energy that remains constant. So you have to kind of look at the chart and and what there's certain things that remain constant in each of this. And in intuition, what remains constant is time. And again, I just reading and, and, and seeing the charts really helps to understand how we can use this in our lives to change. Okay, very good. Now we have Steve. Uh, we have Steve Jones that's actually going to come in and share some of his particular perspective on the chapter. Steve, you there? Yes, I am. Um, so in Wave of Feeling, Wolf talks about the four different elements and how they transform from one to another depending on certain attributes, like uh, air changes into water as the temperature drops and the water condensates into droplets. And it can even change further into having earth qualities when the temperature drops and it freezes and becomes a solid. So he calls these objective transformations. Uh, there's something that, that are outside ourselves that we can experience. And he talks about how, like, when we experience the elements with our senses, the, the reason we can do that, because each one has attributes that we can sense, like if it's wet or dry, if it's hot or cold. And uh, for example, like with fire, uh, he talks about it being like thought, that in order, when you think, it has to measure something in time and space. And that makes sense to me because say when I practice say going into the nothingness in meditation, I'm looking to separate myself from the known. So if I'm thinking and thoughts are related to time and space, then I'm thinking something in the known. In, um, in changing the intuition to a feel into a feeling, he involves, um, it all, always involves the awareness of time and movement. And what came to mind with me is that how Bruce Lee taught that to have no specific form so that you could react without any restriction. He was all about intuition and being completely adaptable to like his opponent's moves. And in, in the change of that with the, the feeling back into intuition involved the time sequences. And if you watch his timing, I mean, it's immaculate. He's, he's able to anticipate and react before an opponent even can complete a movement. And 
what stoked me in, in intuition into thought, it really shows me how writing out and journaling is effective and being able to put things that you may intuit into a physical practical use. You intuit something and then by putting it on the paper and in physical words, it lets you plan it in time and space. And as new intuitions arise, you, you can, you, since you have that timeline, you know where to fit them into the timeline. Um, in in Thought and Sensation at Wolf, he talks about uh, translating sensations into thoughts. Now we feel sensations and we interpret them to things that we've experienced before. So that's the interpretation of that. And in the sensation into feeling, uh, he describes how the sum of all our input of all our senses gives a, a, us a feeling that we can act upon. And we have so many, so much input coming from all the different senses, we can't think about each thing. But the conglomeration of all those and that feeling gives us a feeling that we can, that we can act upon. The in subjective uh, transformations, uh, he really talks about there's really two cycles. There's time turning into energy and back, and then movement turning into spatial location and back, which makes sense um, when, you, when you look at in physics, if you measure a location, specifically, you can't be sure of the, the speed of an object. And if you measure the speed of an object, you can't be sure of the location. And that's what I got out of the chapter. And that was fantastic. Thank you very, very much for that. Now let's go to Down Under and hear from our, our co-host down there. We have Geraldine Dalby-Ball. Geraldine, are you on? Absolutely. And good morning from Australia. We're in the middle of summer, so it's lovely to be balancing. Well, <laughs> and, um, that sunshine, that's making real, real nice. We definitely are in a cocoon of rain here. The deserts are just giggling with delight. So we're definitely seeing a lot of good stuff. Our watershed is coming up. and So it's very good. But definitely, it's good to see that sun behind you. So what did you get out of what Wolf is talking about here? Well, it relates to what we were just talking about, that there are these different elements. That's the outside what they call the objective, which has been spoken about, but also the subjective. And as that's been briefly mentioned, the subjective also has four major parts. And it's inside me. I go through these constant transformations of thinking, sensing, feeling, and intuition. So I looked up those words, uh, not to just assume I knew what they were. And uh, interestingly, intuition was when you understand something without consciously thinking about it it's just there um thought they said was an idea that would pop in and it would you know it would be an actual thinking the sensation is when the body is feeling something and it really talks about the body it says for there to be a sensation the body has come up against something when there's a feeling they call it an emotional state so again now it's a state and what he's showing us like with that movement of say fire to earth both of them being um fire i should say if we look at the outside fire the objective and we look at the inside thought and the way to do this is to go to both your figures figure 3.1 on page 54 gives you those out there worlds and if you look on figure 3.2 on page 59 you get the subjective or in here world ones 
And when you look at them together, what this chapter has really shown me is that there are relationships between the two constantly moving. For example, fire has a relationship with thought. Both of them move very quickly. Both of them are ungraspable. Likewise, sensation has a relationship to earth because both of them are solid. As we saw in the definition of sensation, it's when your body actually comes up against something. So that means there's a physicality around it, hence the earth. Feeling and water, they say when you're in a feeling, you've moved out of time. It's not about time. It's a feeling. It's just there and you're completely in it. You're in a flow like in water. And I recall the word emotion, energy in motion. And that really, again, linked the feeling and the water. So as we're looking at, say, particularly on page 58, which is the major subjective elements of in here, our last one of those four, the four, the four being thought, sensation, feeling, and intuition, intuition relating to air. And again, a beautiful introductory here for us that we can look anywhere, that an intuition arises. It's often invisible. The same way that air is often invisible, yet it has effect. It may suddenly be there. You know, wind may suddenly come and you'll notice the air. Or it could slowly just be all around you and present like an intuition. So that's a key thing that I got from the chapters is these relationships between the out there world, represented in this case by fire, earth, water and air, and the in there or subjective world, being thought, sensation, feeling and intuition, and how quickly these transform. And I noticed that by going for a body surf, because it is summer, I was in the waves and I noticed I'm intuiting. How long is it going to take before that wave reaches me? And that showed me that intuition has time and motion. I had to see the time and the movement. In doing that, I then had a thought, I'll move my body over to this location because I can catch that wave better. And I realized that thought had to come up quite quickly, like fire is also quick. Following that, the wave crashed over me and it was wonderful. And that was a sensation because I physically felt it on my body. It was physically present. And after that, it was like, woohoo, that was awesome, which is a feeling, which was just like the water I was in. I was feeling great. It was a flow of emotion. And uh, that's, that's really what I got out of the book. And I've realized how quickly we transform all the time, not only just in our internal subjective, but that relationship between the external and the internal. So have a look at those figures, page that's already been mentioned um, on page 54 and 59, figures 3.1 and 3.2 to look at the four in there and the four out there. Very, very good. That was very good. All right, can we have Marianne Love? Marianne, are you there? I am here and I'm excited to be here. This is an amazing chapter and honestly one that I've had to read several times to get my head around. Um, but what I think is really interesting, when I looked up the word subjective and objective, subjective meant um, it's based or influenced by people's feelings, tastes and opinions and objective meant it was not influenced by people's feelings, opinions. And I thought what was interesting in this book is how he's actually talking about the connection between the elements and the inner sensory perception of those things, how they're actually entwined. So to me, that meant that they were influenced by our subjective reality. The objective world is influenced by our subjective world. So when you think about, say, he talks about fire 
having the qualities, the sensation qualities, like the inner qualities that we would experience as hot and dry and say earth has the experience of dry and cold, like you can identify with that, although I've never really thought about the sensual qualities of these elements in my life, but actually how he maps it out so clearly. I mean, we've all thought about water. Yes, it's cold and it's moist. Yep, that makes sense. And air is moist and hot. But what I like about what he's describing is how you can actually transmute one to another. So we transmute, say, water to air. If we hold one of those elements, those sensual qualities, constant. So he's saying if you hold moisture constant and actually transform your awareness between cold and hot, you'll be moving water to air. So obviously you heat up water, it becomes air. But the element that's constant in that, the aspect that's constant is moisture. And he's saying that's a possibility for all the elements. You hold one aspect of it constant and you move, say, another element like hot and cold and you'll actually transform those elements to have a different sensual experience. They'll be transforming the elements. And same too with the out there experience of, say, thought, sensation, feeling and intuition. Holding each of those also have sensual qualities that we experience. So I'd never really thought about, well, to have a thought, you'd have to actually have awareness of time and space where it's actually located. Or to have a sensation, you have an awareness of the energy, the experience of something, how strong that feeling is or that sensation is and its location in space. So breaking all these things down gives us the power really to transmute them. So we become the master alchemist really because everything is chemistry and everything has an internal experience to what looks like an out there reality. So I thought it was interesting how on page 59 he equates fire and thought together and that these actually, that thought has the outer qualities of space and time and fire has the outer, the, the sorry, inner qualities, not outer, <laughs> inner qualities of time and space and fire has the inner qualities of hot and dry um, and that you can actually combine like, you know, you can actually get a um, how he's equated them to be very similar um, in um, how they function. <laughs> um anyway so it's just very enlightening really to think about life in this particular way and to break it down so that we can have some control and mastery over it really by understanding it as our internal experience of what was always experienced as something that was out there and out of our reach really is more an internal aspects and qualities that we can control and relate to maybe it's a better word than control very good. And uh, are you outside in the elements? I see. So it's all good. You and you and definitely Geraldine are bringing us some sunshine, especially here in Arizona. We're in the middle of our winter. And I'm checking that there's lots of sunshine down there in Florida with uh, Maria, too. So we're, we're all experiencing different levels of the elements. What I want our listeners to understand about the importance of actually giving a lot of attention, and I do hope that you have purchased the book, Matter into Feeling by Fred Allen Wolf. 
and that you are paying a lot of attention to chapter three. Learning the elements is learning yourself and how to use your personal power. Each one of us are individual. Your fingerprint actually proves there is no other person in the world and never has been nor will ever be you, who you are. That individualization actually says that you have certain powers, certain uh, abilities that you can actually use in the overall to have a good effect or a negative effect on the field for everybody. Okay, so understanding the elements actually helps us understand our Earth and the galaxy of which she moves in, actually helps us understand the relationship with sun, actually to understand the relationship with the clouds. Most indigenous people have particular uh, kindred spirit kind of relationships with different parts of nature. You have the Hopi here in Arizona that are very much definitely in communication with the cloud people. They actually call the cloud people kachinas, okay? And the kachinas actually express and communicate with them. I've had the ability to have some scientists come with me and check different things that goes on in their ceremonies, as well as the ongoing relationship they have with the cloud nation and the rain. And it is amazing, it is mind-blowing to see how real and upfront that is, okay? There is no superstition to it at all. It is definitely scientifically based, okay? Then we have other indigenous communities, like my own people, the Cherokee, that actually use fire. Fire is very important to us. So when you're talking about the element of fire and the sensations of that upon our body, okay? Those feelings that it arises up. There's a great deal of power and definite uh, intelligence that comes with fire. So all of the fire ceremonies that are at the base of most religions across the world, okay? As well as the indigenous people who use fire to actually make galactic contact. And the fact that fire is part of an element that our scientists do not know particularly where its origins are, okay? So when you begin to look at the elements, you begin to understand the inner relationship between you and the whole environment of the planet and the galaxies. This is where we connect. This, this is where we are the oneness that we talk about. So for you to understand how fire brings in the dryness and everything, the moods that you go through, the temperament that you have, the personality that you are is represented by all these elements. You can change them. As you heard Steve determine and, and set up how the alchemy works in actually having water that becomes condensation and the condensation begins to go through another different process. We, I have actually explored with scientists where water and fire coexist, okay? Coexist, not the wire puts out the fire, okay? Not the rain does anything to, to, to suppress the fire, but how they can coexist and how the fire actually sends and transforms the element of water into steam. 
And then that steam becomes particularly effective in the physical world or what we're calling the objective world and actually moves. So getting in touch with chapter three and actually learning your own element, each of us, because of the code that we are and the individuality that we are, we have certain elements that work with us specifically better than the others. Not bad, not when I say better, we're not saying bad and we're not making less up. We're just saying these emanate greater presence for us. Okay. And knowing your element is definitely part of the Eastern teachings. And learning how to use the elements and healing is prime, is definitely top key, key one. Okay. To know what elements to actually bring into the field in doing various healings is actually definitely understanding the difference between being whole and healthy and having illness. So you want to understand your element and you want to understand how you interact with all these elements. How can you become aware of the actual sensations, which means feelings, okay, that you're having with each one of these elements? And going back through chapter three and actually looking at the description that Dr. Wolf uses here, how he puts together the alchemy of it. Okay, but I need you to do one more thing. I need you to look and see, okay, so how is that applying to me? When do I know that that's taking place with me? What are the sensations that I need to be aware of that it happens at that time? Okay so that you actually see what's going on and actually where you're at with all of that, okay? So basically applying this on a personal basis is actually my goal. The very reason that I wanted to make sure that this is what we cover after the kind of sabbatical that we've taken over the last maybe month. This last month, our beautiful producer and uh, definitely beautiful beauty of a being has actually made sure she kept our show alive by filling in as much as she can. So I am very, very grateful for that, Jules. And at this point, we are back on after taking care of a lot of ceremonies and a lot of things that actually had to have priority at this time. So I appreciate very much that she's definitely carried that for us. Um, and for you, the co-hosts, I definitely, again, appreciate your patience as well as your interest in how you utilize even, even that which is actually sometimes a disturbance, you're making things beautiful. Now, have any of you actually thought, we have just a couple minutes here before we tear up the show. Have you actually seen how you can apply the understanding you have now of the elements to particular situations in your life at this point? Can you understand exactly how you can transform it by simply changing an elemental situation. Uh, very recently, in a household where there was a tremendous amount of anger, a beautiful woman shared with me that she brought one of those uh, water itemizers that put you put the oils in and then there's a steam. And she said within 15 minutes, she couldn't believe it, how everybody had calmed down and was actually communicating on a much higher level of consideration and respect. So you want to know what these elements can do. So any of my co-hosts that come up with some ideas or thoughts on how you would see this working for you, it would be good for you to share that now. 
I think I'll share right now because this has this that that specific question in reading this chapter is what I've been asking myself because when I it when I began to see my feelings and not just my feelings you know the thoughts sensations and intuition when I was able to look at it in correlation to the elements it really, for me, opens up like how I can use this in my life. Like you were saying, well, how do I use then, you know, f- fire to change a thought process? Okay. And I never, and even, you know, even in terms of sensation, well, how would I use earth? One of the things that came up to my mind is, okay, if there are certain sensations that I want to change then it's about getting in touch more with the earth elements maybe going outside I saw myself going outside say okay maybe I need to go out and sit on the ground on the earth more you know to to feel those sensations um you know with feelings for example water you know using water um either I live by the ocean so obviously you know utilizing what I have available available to me in terms of working with my feelings and intuition, when when because of the air, because it correlates intuition to air, I thought of the breath work, grandmother, that you have um, always taught us about in terms of allowing breath, which is the air, to bring up more of the intuition. And even in the fire, what I was thinking of was how you have also taught us the fire breath to bring up the fire, okay, in terms of Uh, changing having those feelings and increasing that so that's how those are the thoughts that I was having while how do I use this in my life and the other thing the element that for me that I just want to spend more time with is I never thought of the time space energy motion aspect of 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 the subjective which is the feelings thought intuition and sensations would just it just takes it to a totally different stage for me good very very good and as you can hear i'm definitely out in the elements in the air going on very hard here with the chimes anyone else want to share your particular view and something you found actually for you here I would like to. Um, one one piece I don't think we touched on that really struck me. I got a whole new idea of what feelings are. Feelings. This isn't feelings about whether I'm sad or happy or or whatever. It's a much more expanded feeling that we need to grasp. That it's totally beyond our senses. That it's actually a fundamental awareness of which all the other senses develop. So this is what one of the pieces that I carry from working towards preparing today was I want to get in touch with how I'm going to be aware of those feelings. And then I will have a definite guideline to follow. Okay, very good. Happy to hear you're coming to some actual encounters with this. This is the whole thing. You, you, you know, our, for our listeners, you need to realize that we as hosts and co-hosts get as much out of reading and sharing with you as we hope you get out of the books that we've done. This is definitely, for me, a milestone. I think matter into feeling 
is definitely the one of the books that are, becomes the treasure on your shelf. Okay. So any other co-hosts actually feeling right now that you have some thoughts you would like to share further on this particular chapter? This is Rena. I have, I have a thought. Um, so talking about the cycles or how we move around these, and I was thinking about the one, the subjective ones. So I have a feeling about something and I can't quite put my finger on it. So I have a choice. I can add more energy to it and see what I sense, or I can actually remove the energy. I can remove that energy and move into a more quiet space, like intuition, move into a place where I just want to sit and I want to be with it, take the energy out of it, spend some time with it, and then maybe journal. So begin to write, begin to think about how I'm feeling about this and seeing what came through the intuition. And then once I get those thoughts, I can expand it out more and see how how am I sensing all of this? Where is that? Where am I feeling it in my body? And as he says, take it all the way around. So once you're sensing it, what can you do to actually change the feeling that you're there? So again, we take it from being out, we put some motion into it to get it back into that feeling again. So it's kind of moving around that cycle of exploring, say, I've got a feeling. So how do I want to explore the feeling? That's just a thought I had. The other one was, I know in the uh, Ayurvedic teachings about healing, they talk about the fire element and the water element. And if you're hot, you want to find those things that are cool so that you can shift. If you're cool, you want to find those things that heat you back up again to find the balance. So those were just two things I thought of. Very good. Very good. Okay. Anybody else? We still have a few minutes here. This is unusual. You guys are getting good at getting it out there. All right. Anybody else want to share some personalization with the material? Uh, Geraldine in Sydney, Australia. Yes. Some of the things I've really noticed is to be more conscious about when I'm choosing to put myself in an element. Like I've just started doing those ice cold baths and afterwards the feeling is really good. Obviously there's a sensation when I'm in there, but then I've been able to look and I can see that the feeling is opposite of thought and partly what was going on is a lot of thought a lot of you know if you're in a workspace and you're doing a lot of thought and you're very much in the time space those cold baths very quickly take you out of time space because it's a complete feeling I mean yes there's some time there because you're watching the five minute sand motion to see when you can get out but you're really very much in a feeling and to do the breath work that goes with that I've realized that just doing the cold bath and the breath work has moved a lot more of my um, time in those moments into the water element and the air element and into the cold, which is quite opposite of what I was um, naturally experiencing, particularly here in summer and working. So working in summer was thinking, thinking and heat. But to now do this consciously and then to see, well, why am I choosing to do that? And then the other part I really appreciated was seeing that at all times, this beauty that is what great spirits created is always talking to us through the elements so again instead of just saying oh that's a lovely breeze I actually go okay that's air moving and to just check in because that's the out there that's the above what's the below the the below or the sensation would be intuition what intuition am I coming up when the air moves or it might be when I'm seeing fire what am I thinking when I'm in front of the fire it could be I'm going for the swim what am I feeling so it's about 
also allowing more awareness of the elements as they come to me. Very good. And also to understand the benefits of having candles burning in the house and, and actually knowing that uh, having fire present when you're eating assists and greatly enhances digestion. There's so much science around the elements that we don't really get news doesn't cover it. You have to buy special books to get it and stuff. So people don't really understand it all, okay? Water definitely can enhance emotions. But again, if you're a person that's melancholy, if you're a person who actually has very low energy, you would want fire, you'd want wind. You would want to emphasize that in your day, in your life, okay? But to know the benefits of candles and I've had some people say, yeah, but the candles make the walls all sooty and black and everything. Well, then go buy soy candles, okay? But the point is the fire is definitely very, very beneficial to have around, okay? And to include fire. The sun, like right now, those of you that are in the Southern Hemisphere, you're in summer, we're in winter, okay? But the sun actually has very, very healthy effects. To, when I hear people complaining about the heat or the sun or something, you actually have to understand these are natural parts of our body. Our organs are attached to them. And to understand the elements is to have a better relationship with health and well-being. Okay, so you really want to look at that actually taking cold baths. All right. I was raised in the younger part of my life to where winter, summer, spring, and fall in North Carolina and the United States, which has some pretty powerful winters, we would have to break the ice and actually get in the water and take baths. My grandmother insisted that we clean ourselves every day. Some people didn't. We did, especially through the winter and the summer. It didn't matter. And I remember coming out of the water and being ice. Actually, a coat of ice would form as soon as I come out of the water. And the stinging and the burning helped me understand the sensation that while I'm dealing with ice and water, it is my fires that is actually responding. So then I learned later on, working with doctors from the East, Eastern teachings, that at that point, I was actually learning how to purify, clean the liver and all of the organs by actually producing the fire. I mean, you know, while it was ice, I didn't feel cold. I was burning. I was stinging, you know. So once we ran back into the cabin and stood in front of the fireplace, the equal the equal element of the fire in the fireplace and the fire inside my body obviously melted the water, okay, the ice. But then I watched how the element of the water on the hearth evaporated very fast. And in that interaction, I began to see energy and forms. And that actually helped me develop what I consider the very keen uh, intuition and abilities I have to see spirit and stuff all become part of that. I begin to relate to those particular emotions and sensations. But elements, and I'm glad to hear you're taking the, the cold baths and that. I've actually taught most of my students over these years to actually consider a very cold shower every day and let it actually flow over your head, breaks the crystals and everything that forms from different attitudes and exposures to things. It's a healthy thing to do. 
So I'm glad to hear you're doing that. So we have another three, four minutes here. Anybody else, Marianne, you got something you would like to add to the conclusion here? I would love to add that um, when you look at, say, moving out of a particular state that you might feel stuck in, like, say, stuck in feelings or sensations in the body, it's actually helped me understand why a practice, why some of the practices we've been given over time, or you might read books on different practices, why they work, like, for example, the practice of doing a locational where you locate in time and space, like you might look around the room and you see the picture on the wall, you see the fridge, you touch the table, you actually locate yourself in space and time moves you. I can see on his um, chart, it actually moves you out of feeling and into thought. So if you're stuck in a particular state, you can shift that state by shifting your awareness. Um, and so you're actually free. Nobody's stuck anywhere. We just simply have to shift our attention and we can move anything, which is exciting. It's very exciting. You're very, very right. Okay. I think at this point, uh, do either of the men, we kind of missed Tim. I don't know how he fell off, but Steve, do you have anything you'd like to add to our summary? Sure. One of the, one of the practical ways that, um, especially in the intuition into thought. I know I have a lot of intuitions that go by and I just, you know, they just go by. I have feelings, but I don't put them down into thoughts, into words. So I'm going to use that to capture more of, of those, uh, of those intuitions and write them down and see how I can use them uh, practically. All right. I think we kind of have summed up this whole particular chapter and things is very good and I'm very very happy that you co-hosts have showed a lot of excitement as much as mine so I, I appreciate each one of you so we'll be back next week and we're looking forward to moving on to chapter four in matter into feeling okay and we ask you share your experiences with what we've shared here looking forward to hearing from you OCO thank you for listening to quantum leap book club for more information where you can contact us, go to LOARadioNetwork.com forward slash quantum hyphen leap. Have a great week.